This is The Back Pass, a podcast for sports nerds by sports nerds. Before we begin, the cricketing world is collectively mourning the loss of one of its most memorable and colorful champions. Yeah, it's just devastating, Ali. It's the sort of news that when you see it, you have to check three or four different sources because you just so badly don't want it to be true. I mean, Warney was a hero to so many of us growing up. I think any of us, uh, I, I, I didn't bowl leg spin, but anytime I tried it in the nets, I know I was trying to walk up like Warney, get the arm in the same position as Warney, that little round arm, you know, give it, give it a good old rip, um, just like he did. And I think he almost single-handedly changed the game and its attitude to leg spin bowling. So losing both him and Rod Marsh in the space of 12 hours, an absolute hammer blow to the game. And my heart just goes out to their loved ones who must be going through some unimaginable grief right now. So our thoughts are all with them. Yeah, I think um, Warney's definitely going to be a big miss. I think he's going to be a big miss to the screens as well, um, even after retiring. Uh, And next week, we'll be dedicating a bit more time on the impact of King of Spin. On with the show. Boy, oh boy, do we have a special episode for you all today. With the NRL season almost upon us, four days to go, we have a very special guest, the face of New Zealand sport, joining us to preview the upcoming season for the Vodafone Warriors. This is like Cristiano Ronaldo turning up to play for your Sunday league team, boys. But first, our panel. Thank God the Warriors still have a sliver of red still on their jerseys, or he'd be completely lost. Gurpreet Rana. Hey everyone, it's our season, lads. <laughs> I'm talking about the Warriors. <laughs> Bavesh Milani, how did you go with that Harry Maguire research? You know, it all started off with me looking at whether or not a couple of sticks would be better in defense than Harry Maguire. I've actually upgraded and expanded my research to petrified wood, and I will report <laughs> back to you next week. Params, it's complicated relationship got a little bit more complicated this week. After the Black Caps were demolished, White Ferns went so close, the Blues almost lost again, and with the Manchester Derby coming up, how are you feeling? Uh, Look, uh, that's another loss, right? United's definitely going to lose. It's been a really, really bad week, but let's just focus on now on my, the game that I love the most, League, and Gurpreet said it's our season. I'm not going to say it's our season. All I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is the boy from Mount Smart, Sean Johnson, is back at the Warriors. Baby, this is going to be our year. Shivank is a noticeable absentee today. He is currently working on some software to auto-edit out Bavish's age references. Now, this is the one I have been waiting for all week. The man, the legend of sports broadcasting in New Zealand, Stephen McIver. Many would argue... If the Warriors play and Stephen McIver doesn't introduce them, did they really play? Is that where you want me to come in and say good hello, lads? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to be there, so it's going to be a long year. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we have established, Stephen, that it's our year. Yeah, if, if, I, if, I, if I hear that again, I'm just going to unplug, okay? So it's going to be. It's going to be. You may have been waiting for it all week, but it's going to be your shortest ever potty. <laughs> so 
Thanks for having me, boys. I've been I've I've made sure that this has been in my diary. I've come home early from the beach for it, so uh, let's crack on. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. Awesome. So, one of the big talking points in the off season, obviously, was RTS has left and he switched codes, and we have a new captain now at the Warriors. So, with Toe out for half half of the season. Should we have just named five captains? <laughs> you, you want to go down that? Um, well, look, 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 let's let's cut to the chase. Uh, Rogers dead to me for a start, okay? Um, <laughs> because he left, and he left, he left when he shouldn't have left, and he should never have been allowed to leave, in my in my opinion. I mean, I thought it was the worst decision they made. I don't care <laughs> how well he is and what a nice guy he is and what he's doing right now. I thought it was a really bad culture play for the team. I thought as soon as you you let start letting people go, it says, well, oh, okay, fine. I'm 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 going to call a sick day and I'm not well, so I, I don't want to be there. I'm going to break my contract. And 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 I know Roger is incredibly strong in leadership, right? I mean, in off seasons, he would go and talk to the the All Blacks about leadership and and learn about team mm. and ethos and ethics and yada 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 yada. But to go and do that, no, nah, I'm sorry, I was I was filthy, and I, I'm still I'm still unhappy with the club and the way that one transpired. As it is, it's worked out okay. You know, you, you found Reese Walsh and away you go. But mm. as far as leadership goes, we'll talk out for a lengthy part of the season. I don't think wish anyone should ever be concerned about that because they will always draw on senior players, right? And they mm. and they know who they are. I'm not actually sure that Toe is the right guy, to be fair. Uh, I don't have an answer to who is the right guy. In fact, I, you know, I do actually know, and I, I would have given it to Sean straight up. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I interviewed him on SNZ Radio about two months ago. And I got off the I got off the call and I and I sat back and went, who dis who dis man? Because <laughs> I had never ever I've interviewed him for twenty odd years, right? He said to me, and he reminded me, he said, Stephen, I was the kid when you were there, and now they're the kid. Yep. He's the oldest in the team, for goodness sake, right? And he mm. spoke like he'd grown up, and it was really encouraging to hear. The, the most telling thing he's told me was, and this is is and this is an indictment. This is an indictment on previous management, previous coaches. He said, as a player, I didn't know who I was. I, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Was I supposed to run the ball? Was I supposed to hold the ball? Was I supposed to do the big jump step every time and do something special? So he was completely lost. <laughs> wow. And for him to say that coming back, I don't think it's a deliberate snipe or anything. I think it's saying, you know, I, going away was the best thing for me, but Man, oh man! When you when you hear a kid like that talk, you go, "Oh!" But here, I'm I'm encouraged by what I see here. We haven't because we <laughs> lost the last trial. We don't know what we're going to get yep. yet. But I think we'll get a more mature, mature uh, Sean Johnson. I'm just just I'm just pissed that they're they're going to run Cody beside him. But anyway, that's for a later discussion. Yeah, that is for a later discussion. Um, Stephen, um, you've obviously. <laughs> listening to your views on Roger leaving. Um, look, it's obvious that Shawnee is, has always been my favorite player, but do you, draw, do you draw some parallels between Roger leaving and Sean? Because when Sean left, believe me, I was upset. However, what I was told was an attitude problem with Sean. Do you want to just fill in the gaps here, um, Stephen? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, there are some things I can and can't say, right? But his his reputation, I know amongst players, and when they bought in, when, when they bought in a, a group of 
former players like Owen Goodman. So to have a look at what was going on in the dynamic, uh, his name didn't fare well. It wasn't wasn't about the hey we all like Sean. So there was there was an issue with with other players. So what do you do? You you cut out the cancer, so to speak. You know, you do that. You say okay, fine. Um, that's what it is. So the Roger thing, no. The Roger thing was he wanted out so he could try mm. and uh, make the All Blacks last year, uh, and then COVID hit and screwed that all up. So I, I just think he could have waited. And I and I, I it, hey, I'm one opinion. My opinion doesn't really matter <laughs> because the guy's a good guy, right? But yep. I thought the club were remiss in letting him go because I think from a cultural perspective, uh, a culture perspective, excuse me, culture perspective, it sent the wrong message. Oh, I, I, I want to go. I'm not happy. Uh, I'm away from my kids. And hang on a minute. If you're going to be away from your kids, pal, and you want to go to an All Black tour, uh, that doesn't work. <laughs> right? So go for it. Go for well it. Said. Well said. Well said. Well <laughs> said. Um, Stephen, just on the on the Sean Johnson thing, I, I found it really interesting when you said that in his, in his first stint, he didn't know what his role was. Hmm. Really interested in your views on, on what his best position is. Is he a six? Is he a seven? There is no, there is no six. There is no seven. They're both. <laughs> they, in, the, in the modern game of rugby league, they interchange. You can swap them around. You, you play left, you play right. I mean, I don't know why they don't go back to some some coach doesn't go. Oh, let's let's do what we used to go six past seven, seven, and and, and see what happens. And actually play play a, a structure like that. Other more well qualified individuals will say that doesn't work because then you've you've got one side that's not not being serviced. But mm. this the game is so quick; it changes so quickly. Why can't you? So I don't. He, he's he's a six, nor he's a seven. I. But, okay, while I'm yabbering and thinking about it, he's probably a better six, right? Mm. Because a second receiver, you just get a tiny bit more time. Seven down the base, the scrum, get it out. If you're going to use your seven there, six, hold, look, go. And then and yep. then maybe a little more of an, an orchestra, a conductor at that particular point. So, okay, to answer your question, we'll, today we'll play six. Yeah, and I think, um, do you know your point as well there, Stephen? It is the extra dynamic that Reese Walsh adds because Reese Walsh can fit in as a second second receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he can then go with the half split. He can pop up on either side and become that second receiver who can run the ball, who can look and go, throw the long pass, or just hit a gap as well. And I think that gives them that extra now, well, that extra dynamic. Look, the, the only thing the side is the only thing the side's missing on attack is a decent nine. Wade Egan's an okay nine. Mm. Yeah. Right? I mean, as I've said to people before, why they didn't blow the house on Brandon Smith is beyond me. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay, you know, he's he's worth Roger money. Full stop. I'm sure you we know. talked about this two years ago that they should have just paid him then. Uh when when Isaac Luke was contract yeah. was running down, we should have just gone after Smith then stuff. when he was a bit loose, and I, and I think I think I think there's I think it's probably why they didn't touch him. But there may be some sort of thing. Cheese thing, just a little bit. Well, he is still just that, isn't he? <laughs> Brandon Smith is still just that a little bit, but he's now just a better player on the field as well. Ah, oh, he's he's five star, mate. Uh, he's yep. five star, and if you, I mean, you if if they can keep Reese Walsh and not let him go to the Dolphins, um, then we're sweet. Uh, because I think you suddenly you've got, um, I think I, I think suddenly you've got um, a very good spine, and the, and when you take a look at the pack, you go, well, this pack's okay. This is an okay pack. If it's all fit and rolling, and they run run the the, the subs properly, mm-mm, got me smelling two thousand and two, two thousand and eleven again. <laughs> mm. 
It's all season. <laughs> oh, okay. Where's the plug? Where's the plug? Where's the plug? <laughs> this time, the, this time it wasn't me, Stephen. It wasn't me. But uh, Stephen, uh, really encouraged uh, with what you said about the forwards, because uh, I guess we're sort of twelve odd minutes into this, and all we've spoken about is is the backs. Mm-hmm. You, you're liking the look of those that that forward pack. Yeah, it is. I mean, gosh, um, let me think if I can remember most of some of it. Okay, so you've got Bunty Afoa, you've got Ben Murdoch Basilla, you've got Matt Lodge, you've got Tohu Harris, you've got Fanua Blake, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. uh, you've got Josh Curran, you've got some young ones in there, uh, I've got Bailey Surinan. Uh, I, I actually think it's a very good pack. It's just, you know, again, get your mix for Jazz Tavanga, right? Uh, I think the big question, the big question for the pack is who's your 14? I know that's the pack, but who's, yeah. your, who's your 14 going to be? Well, I think oh, you forgot a big name there, uh, Matt Lodge. He's going to obviously Lodge. have... I think, did I not mention Lodge? He's not going to be your 14. Oh, yeah, you did. My bad. Not, not, uh, not 14. I think uh, <laughs> Tavanga is probably our best 14, um, but no, Cody no. might end up in there. No. no. Best 14 no. is Cody Nikarima. That's right. I completely yeah. agree. Cody Nikarima. Absolutely. He is your best 14 by far, lads. And let's not even argue about it because I could just, I'll just, I'll shout you down all day. (laughs) Okay. So then if you say Cody's 14, then is that put CHT or Ash Taylor at six or seven? I I want Ash Taylor at seven. I want Ash Taylor at seven, but he's going to, he's actually, he could be 14 in the first round because, excuse me. They are going to run Cody and Sean in the halves to start the first week, and they're going to run Chanel Harris to read it to Vita. They're going to run um, Chanel at fullback for that yeah. one week that Reese has got off. Mm. So Nathan Brown told me that uh, Cody's got the hop, or, or sorry, the jump, <laughs> hop, skip, jump <laughs> on uh, Ash Taylor because he knows he and Sean have played before at a higher level. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced one iota, but. Hey. Yeah, I guess I guess Cody's been in the team a bit longer, and he kind of I guess has that a bit bit better awareness than Ash. But they've done a big preseason together, so it really shouldn't be a case of I've been here two years versus you've been here a couple of months. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced, but I'm not the coach either, right? So yeah, we're just we're just throwing <laughs> stuff out there, right? St- Stephen, uh, it, it's interesting because there is this dilemma about, especially with uh, with week one what the combination should be. Warriors are, we've notoriously been slow starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was, I went back the last five years and I looked at the table after 10 games and we've been outside the eight in four of those five seasons. Any insights around why this is the case? No. No. <laughs> uh, I, look, I, I, everybody tries to make the game sound difficult. But when you think about it, lads, how difficult is it? Six sets, you know, set of six, kick, run, score, try, whatever, right? We always, we're always trying to make it more difficult than it is. For me, it comes down to coaching and, and, and do you have the right coach in there? Come on, lads. I mean, let's be honest. Who is the best? Okay. Let's, what was the best season we had? We'd have to say Cleary. Come on, Ali, spit it out. Cleary. Cleary. Clary. Yeah, right, Clary. which was 2011, right? 2011. 2011. Blew your clear. But hang on a minute. What was the other mm-hmm. good season? Two seasons. 2002, 2003. Would we say, would we say Daniel Anderson? 
Daniel Anderson, and, yeah. And 2003, and make, make the preliminary final. Yeah. So you can't tell me that, you know, suddenly you just drop the bundle. The the biggest mistake the club ever made was was dropping Ivan. Oh, Full stop. Oh, oh yeah, man. absolutely, Great. absolutely. Great. Well said. Great. Well Hallelujah, said, you, brothers. Well yeah. said. Well, well, well can, said. Can you can you well imagine um, Nathan and SJ running around on the field yeah, together? Yeah. Like, oh, just... Wow. Wow. <laughs> Boys are getting excited no. now. Settle down. Oh. Come on. Far up hands, we can see them. They're mine. They're mine. I have been saying this since you know we won that that game against a storm where you know we had Vatuvai going on the wings. We had scored in the corner, and I still remember Stephen, you in the with the skybox, you're getting your pen out and saying, this is the Warriors, this is the way you're pointing the pen. And I thought, no, we got Ivan. We're all sweet for the next few years. And when Ivan oh. left, boy, and I just had that feeling, this is it. it this is where it's a downward spiral. And Stephen, today you've, you've spoken, <laughs> you know? Look. So no, thank no, you. No, thank mate. you. Look, you, you, when you spend 26 years doing the footy, you, you, you learn a little bit yep. and you and you hear a lot. Yeah. And... Mm. I think if you were, if you, okay, if you're ever going to lay blame at the feet of anyone, here's the golden rule: blame the management. Mm. Yeah, well right, said. because well everything. I, I still remember the day Kevin Campion came to town, and I said to oh. him, you know, I gave him the classic, classic line he'd heard a million times. Uh, so tell me, mate, um, what makes the Brisbane Broncos so good? And he said, mate. He goes, mate, mate, mate. <laughs> He goes, sounds like the butcher, doesn't it? He yeah. goes, he goes, front office, mate, front <laughs> office, and just don't do their job. We go do our job. In other words, just go and do your job, boys. We'll take care of everything. Mm, that was yeah, the Brisbane yeah. Broncos, right? Wow. So he he wow. he brought a completely different dynamic to the place. And oh yeah, again, I still when you talk about when you talk about players that made a difference to that team, he certainly was one of their better buys. One of their better buys. Full stop. Oh yeah. And also gave us a bit of uh, biff on the field too. Oh, yeah. Don't we miss that a little bit? But <laughs> yeah, The game we do. is so quick now. The game is we, so quick. But, but you oh, need yeah. that fire. I think, um, you know, we had we had a few players who could bring that. And we're kind of missing that a little bit. Tavanga well, brings it. Yeah, do we, yeah, yes and no. I don't mind, I don't mind a, bit of, a bit of rough, rough play. But I don't think we, we need to go back to the, the game. Is too, the game is too sh- sharp now. And it doesn't need to degrade into certain things. I mean, you know, we've got to think about health and safety now. We've got to think about head knocks, yada, yada, yada. I, I think the perfect example of a game which was a little old school was the All-Stars game. And there was just a little bit of niggle and the mm. and the referees allowed that niggle and it was and it was great. So just, and then, go, okay, boys, back off. Mm. No one got excited. They just, you know, pushed and shoved, handbags at 20 paces and away they went. <laughs> Yep, exactly. And is that also um, one of the exciting parts of seeing rugby league back at Mount Smart? Oh my God, I, I feel for you guys. I feel for you guys not having experienced the thrill of a game game day at Mount Smart. Uh, there was, the, if there was one thing that made my week, was driving mm-hmm. to the, driving to the stadium, Robbie Williams pounding out "Let me entertain you," which was my mantra. <laughs> And getting ready to go and bring the heat, and then you know what? Regardless of the result, just wandering around, you know, to the studio wherever it was, and just chatting to people and seeing how pumped, how much it means to people. You know, it's 
Mm. People wrap their weekends around it. They wrap their lives around it. I mean, yeah. I was talking to some fans the other day on radio, and the sad thing that the Warriors still don't have is a club rooms, a proper club rooms, a, a leagues club, because there are so many people in Australia who use that as their their, their focus, their community, their mm. livelihoods. They, they they say, right, you know, work's done, whipped out of the, the, the leagueies for a couple or just to catch up with some mates. And the Warriors probably are, in this in this country, the only team that does game day the best. And the fans Correct. have been missing out on us. Rugby doesn't know how to do it. Nepal sort of knows how to do it, but, you know. Um, basketball does know how to do it, the breakers. They know how to do it, but it's, you know, there's something about being outside and five degrees and it's raining mm. left around <laughs> side and your, your team's sludging through and, you, and, and you're on the sideline and all you hear is bang, bang, bang. And then crowds giving the, the referee heaps and opposition heats and, oh, you, you guys know the banter. How many, oh, you, how, many, how many of you How many of you guys have given it to the referee? Hands oh. up or mouth up? Oh, that, that's all I go for. <laughs> you know what? what I, you know what I find really yeah. funny. It's a podcast. We're not doing video. I made your book. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> we're, we're making. We'll, we'll add hand sound effects in there. No, <laughs> he, he made us do what we do to the ref every time we go to Mount Smart, and he doesn't give a call in our favor. <laughs> so yeah, actually, I, that said, one of my favorite Mount Smart memories was going down there as a kid, and just when we had big Mark Tukey in the team. Oh, and oh, yeah. every time, every time Tuki got got the pill handed to him, Tukey. there would be a section of the crowd be like, "Go the Tuki monster!" <laughs> and that was all game. Every yeah. time Tuki touched it, that would be the shout. The entire like you know, just this whole section would be just be like, "Go the Tuki monster!" And it was just such a great experience. As a kid, I loved it. I I just I was like, How "Oh man!" You? How old are you? <laughs> I, am, I am closer to 40 than I'd like to admit I am. Ali, Ali, come on. You don't, I can see you on video, right? Even though it's a, <laughs> an audio potty. How old are you? You you went as a kid. They've only been going for 25 years. Oh, okay. So you were 15. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Truth comes out. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> just, just remind me how old I am. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, really, yeah, really think... appreciate that. I put myself into that one. We, we try not to make age references just... because then Shivank edits us out. Oh, don't worry. Age should have okay. You, age should have nothing to do with it, pal. <laughs> tell you, tell you what, Stephen. How you've 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 mentioned this game day mm. feeling for my brother and I. Um, we knew the match was at four. You know, we'd be ready by one thirty with our Warriors top on. The level of excitement, parking your car, walking up to Mount Smart. You've got that, you know, that nervousness about it. And I tell you what, you know, when we win, it just feels like, mate, doesn't matter what Monday brings, <laughs> this is it. And I'll tell you one moment that sticks out. You guys have mentioned Turkey. Gapreet, you probably remember this as well. We were sitting behind the goalpost, the game against the Bronx, that kick and chase, that oh, Lance yeah. or Hyatt. Oh, yeah. I swear to God, the way we all went up, the way we shouted, I had no... I. Other than that Grant Elliott six at Eden Park against South Africa, I tell you what, that sound at Mount's, Mount Smart, oh, probably was Ericsson back then, it was incredible. Never going to forget oh that moment. Gosh. How long ago was that? Lance Ohio, how far back are we going? Oh, that game was, 
we played that game. We I think we went to the semis that year. Might even so. Oh, wow, Lance Ohio. We had um, McKinnon. McKinnon. McKinnon the was there of, as well. At the risk Wade of being McKinnon. edited out, I think Shavank would still have been in um, in nursery. <laughs> was he that old? <laughs> so, no, but um, hey guys, um, St- Stephen touched on it. One of the things that really stands out for me about Mount Smart and and the folk that turn up there, you know, we've all gone to see the Black Caps, the All Blacks. When, when those teams lose, the atmosphere at those grounds is is toxic. Quite frankly, the league crowd, absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. The, in, in the truest sense. I think the the best set of fans we have in New Zealand. They turn up no matter what. Mm. It doesn't matter if the team's got a chance of making the eight or not. doesn't matter (laughs) if it's raining. doesn't matter if it's baking hot. Absolutely love the hardcore league fans. Yep, I agree. How, How much of that do you guys think is down to the fact that, like, even with the Phoenix, it's our only professional team in that in that league that the whole country gets behind them and that we're just, we're just thankful that we actually have a team that plays on the big stage, perhaps with, with union, we're a bit spoiled because New Zealand teams just monster everybody else. And we've gotten so accustomed to success there that we get pretty filthy about losses. But when it comes to league, it's, it's more about just the passion of following the sport. Yeah. I, I, I think we're going to be really careful because it's, it's, it's old hat now, right? We've got, you've just mentioned it, Bob, but we've got teams and playing football. We've got teams playing basketball. We've got the, that we have trans TASM netball when, when, uh, when we get back to normal. Um, I, I think the difference here is that what other fans don't understand is how large the undercurrent of support for rugby league was mm. and now is, mm. right? Mm. We have to accept that rugby uh, is still considered, well, the media beat it up as the most popular sport going around, and the numbers I see suggest that, uh, yeah, it is. But they, the fans, you, you, we're touching on the fan thing again. You know, I'm with you completely on the fan thing because it, it is, it is, it's very similar to an English premiership. You said it. Yeah. EP, yeah. That's right. Our fans, it becomes their life. It becomes mm. their life, and it, they look forward to that every day. They'll buy us. I don't know how much. Well, Ali's wearing his ninety-four jumper, oh. um, and, and so you know, you, you look at those things and you think the the fans are driven by their love of the game, but they also realise yeah. that if they, they can't, you can't go out and bag players and things like that because they're doing it for them, and that's what the Warriors and rugby league in general has done so well than any other sport. They know who they're playing for. They're playing for the fans. Yes, their teams are playing for premiership wins, yada, yada, yada. But the, they recognise the fan as the number one priority. That's all yeah. that matters. And that's why you get supporters like you do. Amen, brother. Beautifully said. Preach on. Beautifully said, Stephen. Wow. Okay, just enough of that. I'm starting to drip honey. <laughs> <laughs> so on the back of that, are we are we are we saying that there are the whispers or the rumors of a second New Zealand team are kind of oh, geez, don't start Ali. something to kind of spark up again? No, no. With the like, look, I'll 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 start. You guys go. Market's too small. <laughs> full stop. Market is too small. Yeah, uh, t- we've got right. what sixty. We're going to have seventeen teams. You yeah, know, so even with yeah. sixteen teams, there's probably four making a profit. I don't think anything else needs to be said. But if you want another team, fine. 
but it'll mm. dilute it. It'll dilute it, and it won't be the same. Yeah. It'll, and it, it'll look Wellington. They're just a little town. They're just a little town. <laughs> they're not a big city. They want to be a big city, but they're not. They can't even. They can't even support a Phoenix team. Well, we're going to have to get Stephen back in our uh, explain yourself theory because uh, <laughs> Spurs fans, West Ham fans, Pakistani cricket fans, and now Wellingtonians. Yeah. Who haven't we upset in six weeks? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the, the cafes in Wellington tomorrow will just be absolutely a buzz with talk about how Stephen McIver has derided their city. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of spill lattes down there, Stephen. No, bro, no, bro. I'm not. I'm not deriding the sea. I'm saying, you know, everybody has dreams. Of, they all want to dream big, but when reality comes down to it, if you mm-hmm. don't have the money, yeah. you don't have the crowds, you don't yeah. have the corporate support. Don't waste our time. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, hundred well percent. Yeah. Well said. I think nobody else wants another Titans on their hands and have that team to just be a constant kind of rollover. Oh, th- oh, gee whiz. Ali, what, what, what were you loading there? A 40 Magnum or something like that? <laughs> Titans are going to make the eight. Oh. 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 In last year. They, oh, they snuck wow. in last year. But oh, that's, actually a, that's actually a good lead on. What is the top eight for this year? So there's probably six teams that everyone probably can agree are in the top six and that's locked in. Where they finish comes down to injuries. Comes down to you know some of the some sometimes it's just a rough call from the ref. But what is should we go around? Yeah, go because I got I got to write something down. I got to write them down. So you go first, Ali. <laughs> Let's start with Parham. Uh, yeah, look, easy to say they're going to have top six. You know, on paper, who's all going to be there thereabouts? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. This year. I think, um, you know, there's been a lot of transfers happening. Um, for me, to be honest, I don't give a... I was going to say the wrong word here. I, was, I don't give a toss about all other teams. For me, it just comes down to Warriors. <laughs> and we will be there. We will be there. How we get there, boy, I don't know. It's a plane that's going to take off with no frills. <laughs> might have not any seat belts, but we're going to land and we're going to make it to the top wow. eight. I see you've flown Ryanair as well. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Why, why do you take that? Why do you take that fence stake out of your backside? Uh, we'll get there. So, we'll who are there. you kicking out of the top eight? Who are Warriors kicking out? So, let's take last year's top eight. Who are you kicking out? No, we're not. We, we, well, look, you know, um, I don't know. It's I just feel that with the transfers that no, no, pick place, name, I want a name. Even the, nah, I don't want to say it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to say it. You know, I don't want to say it. All I know is the Warriors will be there. So. Not gonna say it. I, I I still feel we are better than your dragons. We are better than your um, titans. We are better than your Newcastle, especially Newcastle. Um, you can for dogs that they're, they're gone. Wow. Um, for me, yeah, I, I, straight up, they might have got their best winger on board at the moment. Um, but for me, the Warriors forward pack and with Shawnee back in, we're gonna make it. Who we kick out, I don't care, but we'll be there. Okay, okay, good breed. Uh, look, mate, I'm I'm going to name a few teams that we're going to finish above. We're going to finish above the Knights. We're going to finish above the Titans. I'm picking us to make the... Uh, we'll finish in the top six. I, I don't see us getting close Ooh. to the Storm, the Panthers, the Seagulls, or the Rabbits. But we are going to make the top six. Okay, okay, wow. okay. Um, so we give Stephen another minute. While he formulate does his um, maths and his formulations, <laughs> he's um, he's uh, he's rigging the numbers to have us finishing as minor premiers. 
<laughs> it's our season. Just like how we won it last time, right? Okay, okay. We, okay. Were, we were second, second, second. Oh, points deducted. Yes, we're first. We're the best team of the land. No, okay, no particular order. Here we go. No particular order. So I'm not going to give you a particular order, okay? Ooh, okay. I'm thinking Panthers, Storm, Roosters. Oh, Raiders. That's four. Parramatta, Dragons, Titans, Warriors, in no particular order. Ooh. Ooh. Well, okay, so you, the most notable omission there are the Sharks under Craig under Craig Fitzgibbon because they, they haven't done any, anything in preseason. Means nothing we know, right? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Stephen. Yep. Sorry, Stephen. The one team that I hate the most that you haven't named is Manly. Oh, oh cripes. Okay, so my Titans are gone and Manly are in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, for, for a second, just for a Stephen, I'm going to be honest with you. Stephen, I'm going to be honest with you. For a second, I thought you were going to say Warriors are gone because you just said, okay, I'm not going to be a lawyer here, but you just said Titans will be the top eight. So I had to hold my breath when I said Manly to well, you. So. I just, just realized how – so, okay. So then you're, suddenly you're looking how tough this comp is. Yeah, how yeah. How correct. is it? I Absolutely. mean, the Dragons preseason has been outstanding. I spoke to, yeah. I spoke yeah. to um, the coach the other day, uh, Anthony Griffin, the other day, and he's really happy with the way they're rolling. But he, like any coach, came to me and said, yes – but it's the week in, week in, out, week in, week out grind where these young kids that are doing so well at the moment will be the key. Um, yeah, Stephen, totally agree, mate. Uh, I mean, you, you mentioned the premiership just earlier. Um, I, I totally get that sense about the NRL where you just, there's no respite, right? There, there are no easy games. You've, you've got to turn up week after mm. week after week. And I, I sort of think that's what makes it such a beautiful tournament. You know, any given week, you could pick any game, and it's it's just so difficult to pick a winner. Mm-hmm. Unless the Panthers or the Storm are playing. <laughs> well, I, I, I think... They've, uh, they've been on un, uh, just an incredible run, um, just unbeatable over the last two years. They've just been sensational right look as much as i as much as i love yeah. watching the warriors win watching the storm lose uh, it's beautiful <laughs> i hate hate absolutely the correct storm. <laughs> wow don't hold back so you know effectively <laughs> hey, hey, um, hey you know who i've forgotten you know who i've forgotten in all of this the bunnies who? yeah that's what i was gonna say it's a it's a very tight group mm-hmm. and the dragons are definitely a dark horse as well for the for the top eight, I don't think anyone is quite picking them yet, or Actually, they've kind of some people are kind of seeing them up there, but um, a few people have sharks. The bulldogs have recruited well, so it's not going to be easy. And that's in saying that. In saying that, Ali, um, coming back to the teams have missed um, the Bronx. Oh, <laughs> you know, they've got the you know the the bunnies recruitment that they've done this year. So oh, it. They've been a bit disappointing over the last couple of years, but you can't count them I, out. I've got the sinking feeling before the show ends, um, Stephen's going to scratch the Warriors out of the top eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why. We, we might as well go to the next question. <laughs> hey, look, look, with, the, with the Bronx? look on his face where you've gone to your like, school teacher for your exam result and he's just shaking his head going, I hate to break it to you, lads, but... Uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no, no. I... I... <laughs> If there was a team that was going to fall out, it could be the Raiders and the Rabbitohs to come in. But I am genuinely, genuine in my belief that the Warriors make the eight this year on the back of that pack if they stay fit. 
right? Here we go, time. boys. It's our year. Yeah, it's, it's our, our year. year, boys. <laughs> okay, I'm having a drink. <laughs> Change subject for again. I honestly follow through and pull the plug. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, like it is. It is that um, the competition is really, really tight, and I think the Warriors have. They definitely have that little bit of spark, and you know, getting Tohu back in the team as early as possible definitely pushes us to that to that next level because it gives us so many more options what we can do with our forward pack and how we can rotate as well you know what i liked that gave me hope for this year was the way we played the last three or four games i thought we were playing the last three or four yeah. games at a different style of play i think we yep. suddenly saw what nathan brown was trying to achieve and he was trying to achieve what a lot of the good teams do keep it going and and at pace we've always, we've lacked genuine pace for a long long time genuine yeah, yeah. pace and I think now we have it and I think I think never underestimate that one thing if you've got pace out wide at the back yeah here we come <laughs> yeah exactly and except for the Titans game I think in the back end of uh, last season there was some there were some good performances even the ones we did lose uh, we performed exceptionally mm, I mean uh, Adden and Matt Lodge put in 80 minutes each in one of those games where we lost like three on the bench that was that was phenomenal, and those big boys getting through the work work, they can keep that work rate up. Will definitely be make got a big to, Got to train them so they can play eighty. Yeah, yeah, good point. Well, last questions, guys. So we've got Warriors locked in for eight. How far in the finals do we go then? Oh, crikey, Dex! Man, it's, one game hasn't been kicked in anger in round one yet. I'm not going to, you know what? I'm, I'm abstaining from answering that question. <laughs> that's um, that's a quote as well. We're going to quote Stephen on that. <laughs> um, look, for me personally, I think the Warriors have the goods. Um, I'm going to come back to Sean Johnson. I still remember when he broke his ankle against the game um, against Manly. Before he, before that match, we were in the top four, and after his injury, um, we just never looked back. We, like Stephen has just mentioned, pace. When Shawnee was running the line, you know this was a different Warriors team. Having Sean back in the mix, I personally feel we've got the goods. And if Sean fires, mate, you know I can see ourselves in the top four. But like, like Stephen has said, not even game one yet, but just seeing Sean back in the Warriors' colours just gives me hope. What's your, what's your, hey, what's your shrine like? What's your shrine <laughs> like? You know, do you, do you, do you, do you, do you sort of wake up every morning and put on your Sean Johnson socks and your Sean Johnson undies and your your singlet and then just go to that picture and kiss it every morning and, and off you go. I, t- I tell you what. You're half right. You're half right. So you're half right. Um, there's something, that, you know, with Sean, it just bought, it just, you just felt we had an, you know, it was a different Warriors team with Sean. And since, like I said, he broke his ankle, it just didn't look it. Yeah, you got your Reese Walsh, you know, the superstars, young kids, but there's something about Shawnee. So for me, how far the Warriors will go will depend on. I'm Sean. too afraid to have a Sean Johnson shrine at my house. It'll get hijacked by my wife, and I'll never see it again. Wow! So the, so the wifey's into Sean. <laughs> it was it was um it was uh, quite a lot of heartbreak in the house when he got married. 
Um. Oh, please. <laughs> please. Actually, actually, following on from this, um, Steve, just a question for you. We've, I think we've already mentioned this, but um, the new recruits, we've mentioned how other teams have got you know new players coming in. In, in your opinion, what's there to look forward to for the Warriors this year in terms of our new buys? Okay, so you're going to have to remind me who we bought. Who did we buy? We bought, uh, well, Jesse Arthurs is on loan, mm. right? Um, and he's he's solid. He's solid. I mean, uh, up front. Oh, who comes up front? Oh, we've got uh, the, the, the uh, Aaron Penner. Penne. Aaron yep. Penner comes into the pack. Um, Dylan Walker doesn't come till next year, so we won't worry about yep. that. Next year. Um, is that all? That's about it, isn't it? Ash Taylor. Ash Taylor. Oh, Ash Taylor. Point. Small point. Oh, look. I think most I think... of our big signings came oh, to the back Sean end Johnson. of last year. Sean Johnson. Yeah. Let's be yep. blunt. Sean Johnson. Yeah, but, of know. course. So, okay. So, if we take those four, Sean Tick, Ash Tick, Jeff, and Aaron, I actually haven't seen much of Aaron Penner play. So, what what they have bought is complementary to, to everything. So, I don't yep. think – don't – Think it's all going to happen at once. I think you got to give it two or three weeks. See what you get. See yeah. what you yeah. see what you get in week one, and they're up against the Dragons. So they're going to come up against a side that's going to use that left edge, those young kids mm-hmm. on their left edge, and try and. And that's what my biggest concern. The biggest concern. Here, go, here it. Here it is. The biggest concern you have to think about this year are the outside backs. Yeah. Outside backs are an issue, right? And if they don't, if they don't mark up, it's going to be a long mm-hmm. season. Well, yeah, like uh, Rocco Berry looks like he's um, he's very solid on that outside, and um, looks like he'll be quite a talent. And hopefully, he can get close to getting um, getting us uh, some nice memories of Clinton Tupi as well. But other than that, defensively, we're probably not as strong out there on the outside backs. And then we get Sean Johnson kind of exposed. Sean Johnson or Cody exposed. Lads, I'm not. Uh, I'm not liking this vibe. I'm not liking out. this. I'm not liking this vibe. Someone's going to scratch <laughs> us out of the top eight. No, 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 no. Good, good, free, good, free. You're right there, pal. Because Ali's starting to get get on my work. Right here we are trying to here we are trying to think. So now he's trying to analyze every bloody little piece of it. So now to, to to bring everybody down, Ali. That is a that is a yeah. That's ten in the bin, pal. Look at my hands. Ten in the Ali. bin. Ali, I have a Sean Johnson shrine at my place, right? So feel free if you ever feel down, just pop in at any time you want. I actually want to re-record an episode with you after the Warriors lose a game or two, <laughs> because right. you live and die. The, okay. the, it's uh, a rollercoaster well, ride. You should know this, Stephen. You know, I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You can ask Gupreet this, right? My brother Gupreet will tell you this. When it comes to the Warriors, I have to watch the game alone. And for the record. <laughs> For the record, for the record. Now, this is something you guys don't want to hear. It was 2014. The Warriors' first game was at Eden Park against the Dragons. My son was born, right? I At, at Middle Moor, the son, my son was there. My wife was so happy. The same time I said to my wife, look, the Warriors are playing at four. It's their first game. I went downstairs. I went downstairs. We were leading 12-0. We were leading 12-0. We had our star fullback. Gripit, who was our star fullback from uh, from, from Wigan Warriors? I'm forgetting his name Tomkins. now. Tomkins. Tomkins. Right? Tomkins scored his first try. I was so happy. I was looking at my baby saying, you are the best thing that's ever happened to us. We're leading 12-0. Right? And we lost that match. All I remember is on the 70th minute when we were about to lose, some lady next to me just took my baby away and said, sir, 
I think you're getting a bit too hyped about the match. For the protection of the baby, we have to remove him from you. So we lost that match. And so when you're going to think about the Warriors and my connection to them, just think about that day because my son will never forget. So that's my connection with the Warriors. And I will leave it at that. Oh, that's brilliant. Wow. Get out of here. I tell you what, you win game one. So, if we win game one, watch out. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, wow. It's a big call. Ooh. I, 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 I'm, I'm seeing Stephen go through a bit of a roller coaster here as well. <laughs> you know, from I'm plugging this away to I, there's not enough games played to make any calls to if we win game one, it's our season. Love Ooh. it, Stephen. Oh, yeah, we have you every on. week. Gapreet, Gapreet, did I ever say during this podcast it's our season? No, I didn't. Don't no, you that. haven't. That's just me. But Stephen's very close. Stephen's close. You can feel it. It's it's bubbling. It's now. He's gotten excited about the season. Yeah, well, talking to you guys makes me want to get back and do it, pal. It's it's good fun. It's uh, it's great. I tell you what, Stephen. I've, uh, Stephen, I have a okay. question for you. And this is me always watching it on Sky. And at halftime, when we we're losing, you're, you're placing your pants down. He's saying to us, you know, 40 minutes to left. When the Warriors win in the last few minutes, I remember that game when Sean Johnson went through the gap against the Sharks and scored. When we came back live on air, I think you were with Tiro Party. During, while you guys are watching this game, how do you react? Do you start shouting up and down and then suddenly when the camera's back on you, you're all normal or how do you, because personally, I'd go so crazy, I'll probably get fired um, yep, on, the, no. on the spot. How do you uh, normally I'm react? I'm like you. I, I, am, I am up and down, like I'm yelling and screaming at the thing. I've thrown, I've broken pens on many a television set, throwing them and saying and mm. abusing them oh. and abusing them with the every colorful word that you can imagine I could throw out. <laughs> So I go up and down. It's for me. I'm like a fan, uh, and then and then. So that's that's what. But that's what I have to portray, right? I'm not the expert. Remember this. I'm not the expert. I've, I've lasted 32 years not being an expert. <laughs> just and just bringing and bringing the fun and bringing the heat and 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 making sure that you guys are feeling what we are, that what you're feeling. We're feeling the same thing, and just giving you some insight. So yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Yep. Uh, Stephen, I couldn't help but notice on your LinkedIn that you did the uh, 2016 uh, Kabaddi World Cup. Oh, man, that was so cool. <laughs> so blooming in Ahmedabad. Uh, it's just fantastic. I mean, I've, I've been to India twice, did the Delhi Commonwealth Games in 210. Uh, wanted to go back because I learned to drink uh, big bottle Kingfishers, and I'm still drinking big bottle Kingfishers, <laughs> 7.2 version, and woo, baby. And, and, that, and I got that job on LinkedIn. When I went big to become a contractor, six weeks later, some guy rings me from Star Sports. You want to come and do Kabaddi? I went, excuse me? <laughs> Learned it, it in three weeks. Wow. Uh, wow. And, ended up doing, and ended up doing the final for the world. So, um, And it was the best time ever. Best time. Still keeping contact with the guys I worked with. Um, and want to go back. I, I had the chance to go back and do the uh, pro Kabaddi, but the, the times didn't. It just didn't work out. But, yeah, it was the best time ever, man. Best time. That's mad respect. That's respect. Kabaddi um, obviously is a is one of those one of those oddball sports that only gets played by a small section of the world, a very small section of the world. But yes. I think it's one that's definitely very colorful and very different to all the other sports that are kind of there on TV, right? Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's great. It's great. And and when you realize that they're, they're literally playing on a on a size of a play mat. What a big play mat. And they actually, you know, you know what? Quick, just quick. I know. I'm saying we've got to stop. Um, you know those. You know the kids' play mats. If you guys got children and you, they they like stick together like jigsaw puzzles. Oh yeah, yeah, right? yep. that's what they play on. No kidding. Yeah, 
It's, a, it's no, no kidding. But, man, can they put on a show. Whoa, can they put on a show. Yeah, no. Love to do it again. Oh, Phenomenal. Sounds Phenomenal. Uh, Stephen, do you want to do any shout-outs? No, no. I'm just oh, – we didn't even – we only talked footy. I thought you wanted to know a little more about me, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, my God, it's not about me, is it? No, not we'll at all. We'll have to get you for uh, another part to talk about yourself now, Stephen. Mate, I'll come, I'll come yeah. back and yak with you guys any time you want me to come oh, back. I'm happy to We'd love that. to have you back. I mean, I've, had, I've, I've just had a blast. I've had a blast because it's just talking footy, right? Um, yeah. And people can love you, hate you, but frankly – Opinions like bums, we've all got one, and it doesn't really matter what people think. You just get on and, and have it because that's what being a fan's all about. Well said. Oh. Definitely agree. Hey, yeah. Stephen, um, on a personal note as well, you know, thank you for this. You know, it means a lot for the team as well that you're on board. Um, yeah, good luck with your radio radio jig as well that's going on at the moment. But for us, especially um, from migrating from Fiji back in 1996, since supporting the Warriors as well for people, you know, they've got their Andrew Vosses and this and that as their league um, legends behind the mic. But for us mm. growing up as well, seeing you on TV, hearing from you, seeing you put the pen down and saying 40 minutes to left Warriors, we can do it. Some of our best Warriors moments were with mm. you on the mic. So personally as well, you know, absolute, absolute pleasure. And just talking to you just means the world to us. And, Good luck with the new radio radio check that you boys, got on as well. Boys, that's moment. very. I'm humbled. I'm hum, I'm humbled. Oh look, that must have been a message from someone. No, I, <laughs> I I'm humbled that you think that. Um, I have had a blast. I'd still like to have a blast, but uh, the stars have aligned a different way. So, uh, but look, you can call me anytime, and we can we can we can chew chew over the warriors or anything anytime. Awesome. You know what? Uh, we're gonna we might next time we have you on, we might switch up the format. And we might let you host it. Oh, really? Absolutely. Me? You can run it. Never done it in my life. <laughs> I have a clue what I'm doing. Let me check his LinkedIn profile to see if he's up for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I tell you what, it'll cost you half a dozen big bottles of 7.2 King. <laughs> oh, done. Easy. Hang on. There's a proviso. We've all got to have one in our, in our hand when we do the podcast. Oh, sounds good. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Siobhan's too young for that, though, right? <laughs> oh, he doesn't look too young. He looks like he could probably down them more than any of us. <laughs> so, so Stephen, one, Stephen, one last question mm-hmm. from me. At any stage during the season, will you say it's our year? Just be honest. Can I? Can I? Well said. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got my answer. <laughs> you'll know. I tell you what. You will know. I tell you well. You'll know the year uh, two thousand and two. You'll know because you'll see a team that runs out on the field that r- runs out with confidence and doesn't look mm. around going, "What the hell is going to happen next?" You get a feeling, but you get the right feeling. And when you beat the team you don't think you're going to beat, that's when you know it's your year. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Param Param jogged like a great memory of mine. And um, so I am currently based in Melbourne. I have been for the last oh, yeah. few years. And my birthday is on Anzac Day. All right. So every Anzac Day, we go to watch Melbourne play the Warriors. And um, the last the last one that I got, I got a chance to go to, um, I had my uh, my nine month old with me at the game. 
and we were missing Sean Johnson and we paid Tohu Harris at number six. And you know what? We scored the try in the corner to take the lead. I was holding my son. I think it was Momalo touchdown, literally steps away from me. I was right in that corner, the fans corner. And I just jumped. I leaped. I was screaming. And my wife gives me like, uh, are you got, have you, like, I look at my son and he's just like, <sighs> he's just, he's just scared. He's like, I have no idea what's happened to my dad. He's just gone crazy. And my wife pulls him out of my hand and goes, are you, have you literally gone crazy? I'm like, we just scored. We're leading the Melbourne storm with like, yeah. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Mamala just caught in the corner right in front of I me. I just want to step in here and inform all our listeners that not all Warrior supporters <laughs> traumatize their young children um, during Warriors <laughs> games. I just want to put that out there in case anyone's going to call Oranga Tamariki. Or <laughs> Vish makes them watch Harry Maguire play. <laughs> hey, boys, can I just I'm, – I'm going I'm to hook out mm-hmm. soon, but I just want to say I heard you at the beginning of the podcast uh, talk about the loss of Rod Marsh and uh, Shane Warne, and I'm not a, I'm not a big – uh, I'm not a huge fan of cricket, but when I woke up uh, yesterday morning and opened up the Herald and saw that Warney had gone at 52, um, and then I read some stories afterwards, I've got to say I, my, I had, a, I had a, 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 a bad feeling in the pit of my gut. That, and, and I think it was, his, it was um, Liz Hurley that said he was so much bigger than life that you don't expect them to, you just expect them to keep going and going and going and going and going because uh, when growing up, even I remember, you know, Warney the whole nine yards and what what an impact he had on the world. So I just think we're, it's, it's, I'm, I'm with you uh, and, and passing on my condolences to the families of both the him and Rod Marsh because, man, it's just, you know, Inger and Joely last week mm-hmm. and, mm. you know, it's, Man, we live in we live in weird times. So you know, ho- hold those close to you tight because you never know. Yeah, and I think what you just said now, Stephen. I think it's you know, I think what you just said now, Stephen. You know, it, it probably you know it's you've summed it up well. You know, we're living tough times, and um, yeah, and we just gotta you know with Vindiri's passing, and it's just day by day we're seeing some of our. You know, childhood heroes on the sporting field, especially passing away, and it just, you know, it just lets it's a timely reminder that, you know, stay connected and love love the ones who are around you. So, um, yeah, gr- great way to end this podcast, um, Stephen. Beautiful words. Well, that's all that we have time for this week. Thank you very much to all our panelists, Stephen McIver. Been great having you here, and thank you everyone out there for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The links are in the show notes. Have a great night. Thank you.